0: Okay, again, hello everyone to this, uh, another episode of this podcast, Uh, we will be talking about, well, basically my past, so when I give you any ideas about what to do in terms of marketing, you will probably know that this guy, I guess, knows what he's talking about, you know, I've worked on some huge projects, uh, huge clients as well, Um, so I think some of the things that I will be talking about may help you in the in the future so number one of course uh, let's start with the companies that i worked for uh obviously i worked for uh marketing agencies so i wasn't really on the client side just like i am now but back in the day you know i was starting with the biggest marketing agencies uh, chief among which was probably um havas uh you probably know that one is huge right after havas was ogilvy uh, another big one and then right after ogilvy was uh was publicists and other networks of, of humongous companies, and then I think I, I ended well. There was a l- few things in between, but I ended with DDB, which is an amazing agency. And if I had to do it all over again with these uh, with agencies, I would definitely start with DDB because DDB, I think, is one of the best companies that I ever worked with or worked for, and the people there were amazing. Um, if you don't know what DDB is, for those of you who live in the UK. Uh, DDB is actually Adam and Eve DDB is a, is a marketing agency in uh, in London that does all the uh, John Lewis commercials those Christmas commercials so I'm guess you I guess you saw a lot of them because they're amazing with Elton John and amazing music it's just really really fun emotional uh, commercials uh, TV commercials so that was one of the companies that I worked for but of course starting with Havas uh, it was quite simple I worked for Sanofi, which is a huge medical, what is it, corporation, I'd say. Then, uh, of course, Royal Mail in in London, well, in in, in the UK and different clients all over the place. Uh, It was based in Prague, so I I was based in Prague. Well, actually, with all these agencies, I was based in Prague, so it's, you know, I don't have to say that. About other agencies, but I worked with international clients um, and also some beer companies and you know banks and that kind of stuff. But with Havaz it was mainly kind of account slash project management, so paper pushing basically. You know the usual shit that you do. You just sort of send an email, put a bunch of fucking people in the, in the copy that not supposed to be there, but it le- at least looks like you're doing something. Um, so that kind of thing. I- I'll talk about the. Uh, the nuances in uh, creative agencies uh, some other time, but this was one of the big ones. Uh, I, I was there for a year and something. Uh, one of the biggest clients that I had, which was sort of my client, was uh, was uh, Prague city tourism. So, kind of responsible for uh, tourists coming to Prague from all over the place, especially Asia. It's not happening now with this fucking COVID shit. But uh, yeah, that was one of those things that I had to had to do uh, apart from all those little different clients. So again, you know, just going to the client, writing down meeting minutes, as they call them, you know. Um, just sort of making sure that all the shareholders and stakeholders, well, stakeholders rather, are happy. Um, so that basically nonsense work, uh, which I didn't really uh, like. Then I went to Ogilvy. Because of the name, basically, it was uh, it was uh, it is still a huge company. Although they, pff, you know, I mean, I haven't seen a good Ogilvy work for some time, but the name still resonates. People know it. It's huge. Um, I also went to Ogilvy in London for for this meeting, it was, which was that that company is amazing. It's a huge, humongous company with a bunch of people working there. Again, based in Prague. Uh, I was responsible mostly for new business, so I was reaching out to different clients, but basically what I was trying to do is reach out to different Ogilvy clients um, from other companies, uh, sorry, countries, and then a lot of uh, other Ogilvy agencies because I thought, well, being based in Prague gives you sort of an opportunity to deliver cheap shit, you know, so for example, developers and software developers, designers, and stuff like that. We can do all the work in Prague, but then you can sell them for much more expensive to clients in London, for example. So that was the goal I was trying to do. I wasn't there for too long, only a couple of months. Um, I was kind of um, disappointed with the lack of any flexibility. You know, they, were, they had huge clients like Tesco and some banks. So they didn't really need to do anything. Um, they were okay. They were making money, you know, paying salaries. The MD uh, there was... Um, yeah... Is a Czech dude that wasn't really interested in, in doing anything more. He was like, "Yeah, it's going well as it is, as it, as it is going right now. Why change anything?" So, I kind of I was kind of disappointed with that. So when I got an opportunity to work for Fallon, I'll explain that in a second. I um, decided to go with it because Fallon at that time was a company that was uh, part of Publicis. Uh, Publicis obviously a humongous network of companies. You know, Leo Burnett for example, and others. And I thought, well, why not? Um, They had only one client, which was amazing. And they had, which was probably the best thing ever, that never happened again, uh, almost unlimited budget. Now, um, my project that I, when I got there, they told me, well, I'll be leading a project that, well, yeah, it was huge that um, will sort of show a new. electric car to the world basically that's what it was um the, the client which was skoda which is a car maker in europe part of volkswagen group decided to launch a new electrical car called eVision. vision oh no sorry vision e to the world and they wanted to um sort of unveil that car in shanghai which was i think it was in april and we got the brief in december so you can imagine with, you know, everything, that was ju- it's just a huge, huge thing to do. So very quickly, uh, we were doing a TVC in Mallorca. We were shooting, which luckily I wasn't sort of involved in or with. I was involved in uh, putting together a virtual reality unveiling. Okay, virtual reality. I'll get to these things uh, in some other episode. Uh, you know, augmented reality, virtual reality, and all those things are, in my opinion, just fucking nonsense and unfortunately a lot of clients think they're important they're not i'll talk about that uh in some other episodes anyway so what we did is we started doing uh we started working on it basically you know creating the car in virtual reality we used htc vives HTC i think that's what they were called I, I forget um we had developers in amsterdam we had a client in china because it was chinese skoda so I had to go there a couple of times to sort of talk to them. And uh, yeah, it was it was that kind of work. Uh, 18, 17, 18 hours a day, uh, creating that, going to client. Now with Škoda, I mean, I'll, you know, it's, they have great cars, but they have too many levels of uh, management. So you get, you get, you know, whatever you do, you get approved in the first three levels, and the fourth says, well, no, I don't like it, change it. And again, you go back and start doing the same shit again. So you please the next tier of of managers so it was kind of that kind of work so that took me the most part of uh of my of my time just sort of talking to the client about changes that his or their employees already approved but hey what are you gonna do that's what it is you guys probably working for huge clients you probably know what i'm talking about so i did that and then um yeah we finished it just in time developers they actually went to china with uh, their computers inside their suitcases, and they said that it's for personal use, although they were like huge, you know, computers with monitors, it wasn't little laptops, and they were actually finishing that project um, in their hotel rooms one day before um, unveiling. So that was, a, that was kind of a stressful time, but we managed to do it, as with everything, you always kind of manage to do it at the, the last second, um, and this was, this is no exception, so we got that. And then I, uh, yeah, we sort of released it. Uh, it was a success with uh, with the Skoda people, but as I predicted before, no one, no one cared about it. You know, one of the things that we did for sort of to get the ball rolling, we we created these boxes, custom boxes, where we put the uh, Google Daydreams. I don't know if you know what that is, but just look it up. With the uh, Moto Z phone and Sennheiser cell phones, a hundred of them, and we sent that to the uh, influencers, they got it for free, it was like fucking 60,000 worth of, you know, stuff, and they, we sent it to the influencers, 60,000 euros, of course, we sent it to these influencers and we were hoping they, were, they would actually, you know, I don't know, put it on Instagram and write about it in their blogs or whatever, so it was that kind of stuff, which was, again, nonsense, so we got that done, and then uh, yeah, when I got back from from China uh, after everything was done, I was kind of stumped because I was sitting in my desk and I got, I don't know, two emails a day, whereas before there was like seventy, you know. And especially working for agencies, you of those seventy emails, thirty five at least of them are, you know, when you in, in the copy of that of that email because you know people need to show they do something, so they put a bunch of fucking pointless people in the copy, so it looks like, you know, yeah, I'm doing this, so I need to see half of the agency, uh, I need half of the agency to see that I actually do something, which was, which is, you know, you can imagine, just nonsense. After that, I got back and I started working on a couple of, uh, pitches for a few agencies that I won and also finished kind of on a high note with the TVC for this, uh, B, beer commercial, um, and it was good. It was that was actually f- nice work. The budget wasn't, you know, the same. But what are you going to do? Then I worked for a little company that it was a check based company where I thought I had big plans. For few reasons, it didn't go really well. Uh, I think one of the reasons was me not being fully involved. I was kind of not really, not really in it. I wanted to make it work, but wasn't really willing to give that much effort to it. So I take this. This is this is on me. So I left that company I went to I went to DDB which was my final destination when it comes to agencies and uh, that that opened my eyes to you know different things how to do strategies how to build different things how to build campaigns and that kind of stuff DDB like I said is an is an amazing company especially the one in Prague but I'm guessing a lot of them the others around the world are equally equally good so the one in Prague was really, really progressive, really, really good, uh, nice work. I, I think the creative department, when I was there, sort of, was sort of lacking. But uh, when it comes to strategy building and, you know, uh, producing and that kind of stuff, campaigns, it was nice. I, I did enjoy the work. And my job primarily there was to bring new clients. So I did that. I uh, was reaching out to new clients, basically kissing their ass. And uh, I managed to bring a few. Uh, one of them is Raiffeisen Bank, which we probably... Those of you living in, in Europe, you probably know what I'm talking about. That's a company that, well, it's, it's a bank. It's an old, old bank, um, very, very known. I don't know if they're anywhere else but Germany, Austria, and, you know, Slovakia, and Hungary, possibly, and in, in Prague, definitely in Czech Republic. So this was Raiffeisen Bank for Czech Republic. Um, I did that one. We won that pitch for nice chunk of money every every single month for a um, nice fee, so that was amazing as well. So and that I finished my uh, agency life with them, and I sort of said to myself, "I'm not fucking doing this thing again." It's it's it when you become part of an agency, you sort of become. I don't know. It's just a weird, weird time in your in your day. I mean, it's great to come around, you know, all these friends, you make all these different friends and stuff like that, but, you know, being a part of an agency is just, it's just a strange, strange life, I guess, and I, um, I couldn't do it anymore, and my, my girlfriend got pregnant, and I thought, well, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore, I gotta, I gotta leave, and I'll just freelance the fuck out of everything that I can, and I'm not, I'm not to provide, of course, but I'm not, I can't. I can't sit there anymore because I'd vomit, you know. And especially if you go to these award shows and everybody's sort of just so beyond out-of-touch reality that it's just, it's just funny because every, they all think that their work matters, you know. It doesn't. It matters to them, obviously, because they work, it's their job, etc. But to actual consumers and to, yeah, basically consumers, it doesn't really matter. You're one of so many, you know, so... And the things that I thought were important, then I realized they're actually not important to you when you're part of an agency. So that's one of those things when I thought, well, fuck this, I'm not doing it again. And uh, that's what I—that's what happened. I said, fuck this, I'm not doing it again. And that's ex- that exactly what I did. I left that agency and within a couple of days, I left Prague as well. And I'm not there anymore. I miss it. I do miss Prague because I think it's probably the best city in the world. But I don't miss working for for agencies. And now I'm on the, on the client side, and I'm actually working with different clients. I'm doing strategy work. Um, I'm actually the CMO with uh, with few of them, uh, which is you know getting overwhelming a little bit. But uh, but it does uh, it does give you a different perspective when you're on that client side. I'm not working with agencies yet uh, for these uh, with these companies, but eventually I'm sure I will. Um, there's one of them is in food and beverage. Uh, the other one is in in, uh, in classified ads, you know, something like Craigslist, but much better. Uh, I'll talk about it in uh, maybe different episodes. And of course, I'm doing strategy for different different companies. So there's HR recruiters, you know, like headhunters, they need strategy. So I'm doing that. So I'm doing different things all over the place just sort of to, you know, to not just stick my mind to one client or one industry. And I, I think that gives me a little bit of a, you know, Uh, Freedom and also perspective, uh, and I do enjoy that. So yeah, pretty much that's my background in very quick summary. And of course, by the way, I forgot to mention something else. Before I started these agencies, I was doing freelancing work, but since I didn't know anything, I had to learn everything. So I I started doing with PPC campaigns. I started doing shit with with Photoshop. You know, creating website design and banners and fucking social media management. All that nonsense. Well, nonsense. All that shit that you need to do um to kind of get going. And that uh that helped me. That helped me to when I to actually get the first job because they realized that I was the kind of guy who not only knew what he was talking about, but also did all that stuff. So when I went to a developer and he said, Well this is gonna take three days, I knew that he was bullshitting. You know, so I could actually be much much more efficient because of the background because of things that I, I needed to do. And I'll talk about for those of course who are interested in starting in marketing. I'll talk about that in the future. You know what it is that you should be doing, how you should start, etc. One big giveaway from this uh, from this episode never if I may suggest, never worry about your salary. Always worry about the name of your position. Okay? So, for example, I started, because of my experience with all these little things that I mentioned, I started as a senior project manager, right? And when I changed my job, I couldn't go to a junior, Not, nothing like that. I could only go to a director, and from that, you know, I was only a director. So, that's something that, keep, keep that in mind, people always go, well, I'll make this amount of money. Well, fuck that, don't worry about it, because it's very short-term thinking, What you need to do is worry about your your position. If somebody gives you a junior account, well, tell them, okay, well, I am a junior account. All right, but can I be just an account without the junior stuff in it rather than negotiating your salary? And they go, everybody will say, well, if you don't want more money for it, well, fuck it, sure. Yeah, why not? And that's how you'll get, when you change jobs, you can only go to senior position now and that brings new money. Once you're in a senior position and eventually two, three years down the road, you change your job then it will be uh, a director position, et cetera, if you know what I mean. So that's just the things to think about. I will talk about this uh, in a future episode. Basically, this is what it is. I'll probably try to get a new microphone because last episode that I listened to was very kind of sped up and with high-pitched voice. I don't have a voice like that, so I don't know what the fuck was that, but this one will probably be the same because I haven't changed a thing. And I probably will add some music, so so to listen to is not that boring, so... Yeah, pretty much that's it. I hope you learned something and I hope you enjoyed, which I don't think there was too much to enjoy when somebody's talking about their uh, past work experience. But hey, there you have it. I will talk to you some other time. You take care. Cheers.